It's, yes, it might be because it might be that you find it hard to say no, or it might be the fact that you're trying to, you know, skill up. You're trying to have all these experiences to say, I've done this. I've had this experience. I can speak to this. I've, you know, I've got, you know, knowledge in this area because I've put myself forward for all of these things. That's, I think that's for me, I'm really trying to make sure that, yeah, I, I kind of cover all my bases. Like, and skill up in all the areas that I feel like I've got mm. gaps in. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up as like the deep-seated reasons why. I mean, I can even see in myself that sometimes it might be because I want like that acknowledgement or the recognition or the praise for like, wow, you were, you know, look at all you've got going on and you're doing all of it really well. And and I think that Okay, three, two, one. Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia, and Puerto Rico to be exact, and we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. Get ready for a candid convo with us, Nicole and Kate. Throughout this podcast, we'll be sharing our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Kate. You know what I was How thinking? Oh, well, I'm very good. Ooh, what? But I was thinking okay. as we were reading our introduction. Do you think you'd be able to recite this without looking at how? Oh, you know what? That is so funny that you asked that because I had my document like down a little bit and I thought like, I know this, but I was like, I better just like have it there just in case. (laughs) Maybe next episode we try and do it without looking. I wonder if after how many episodes? (laughs) This is episode 39. 39. You think we should have memorized it by then, right? (laughs) Well, especially because we're the ones that wrote it. I mean, it's not like somebody just plopped this text in front of us. (laughs) Oh, Oh, we'll test it out next time. We'll let you guys know how it goes. Yeah. (laughs) So today um, we're going to be talking about overextending yourself something that I think both of us can relate to. Mm -hmm. I'm sure many of us can relate to this. (laughs) Yep. I mean, it obviously feels great to say yes and be helpful and contribute and support and nurture. But for me, I know that it sometimes comes with a great cost because maybe I say yes to too many things or I'm trying so hard to be helpful or supportive of other people that I forfeit the time to be helpful or supportive to myself. And that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. And I think that, I, I think as females, especially, we tend to overextend ourselves. Um, I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, I found myself in this exact situation. I had said, I had said yes to way too many things. Um, I had a couple of projects fall into place that I wasn't really expecting to start so soon. Um, these are projects that I, you know, was responsible for managing on my own. Um, I was in the midst of our tennis season uh, where I was, you know, I've been finding myself, I've mentioned this already, I've been finding myself playing tennis like three to five times per week, which is up from my one time per week before. (laughs) Amazing. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's been 
uh, really fun, but a lot. Do you find yourself like exhausted that you kind of need to recover as well from the extra tennis? Like, are you, are you accounting yeah, for recovery time? I do. You know what? And it's taken me a couple of weeks to like, I was doing everything the same and tennis. Right. So after like, uh, like probably, I don't know why it took me so long to <laughs> figure this out. I guess just because I love being active, like I love working out and I love that feeling of like a good sweat. Um, but yeah, I got to a point where I was like, okay, if I'm going to be playing tennis this much, I, I need to like dial the other things back. I can't, I, like I was doing the Peloton and then going and playing tennis for two hours. And I just <laughs> got to a point where I was like, I should not be doing both of these things. <laughs> and I know you're pretty good on that Peloton, like your stats. I know you're always posting your stats and like, you're usually like first or third or something. Like you're at Top oh of the gosh, I wish I could take credit for that. I'm usually like in in the uh, t- like top thirty percentile. Wow, okay. which which I think is good. I mean, I'm proud of that. You should be. <laughs> you should be. Thanks. So yeah, I w- you know I had these projects I was managing. I was in the midst of tennis season. John was out of town. Um, Gus is almost two, and that's my dog. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, but. Still crazy for attention, very crazy for attention. He's still like very much in his puppy stage, which is absolutely adorable. And I love him to death. But um, when you're trying to do other things, anyone who's a dog owner knows that feeling. Um, Of course, the everyday household needs that always exist. And of course, you know, I help run this business (laughs) that we call Entrepreneurs on Fire. So this little business that you've got going, you know, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not little by any means. Yeah. I, I mean, I know that this isn't anywhere near what some people out there are facing on a daily basis. I'm not like looking for people to feel sorry for me or anything, but I do think that this is a really important conversation to have because it can feel like when you're in that what I just described. And again, for some, it's probably even so much more than that. It can just really feel like there's, no way out or like it's never going to end like you're never going to have that reprieve but of course it will and today you know I'm so excited and so ready to talk openly and transparently about overextending yourself and how this has played out you know in my life and I know for you too Nicole I feel that you're you know the conversations we've had recently it's very acute for you now Um, And I do think it comes in kind of ebbs and flows because I Mm -hmm. recall for me last year, I was experiencing this around, yeah, September, October. I felt I was, had taken on so much and, and I I think around that time, didn't we record an episode on overwhelm? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's interesting, like this topic keeps coming up because I, um, as I think about it, I think overwhelm is like a symptom of overextending yourself, right? Yeah. Of doing too much, of taking on too much. Mm-hmm. So I think today, like, I know that we talked about overwhelm and how we feel about it, but maybe this idea of just taking on too much and saying yes to everything is interesting to have a chat about. Like, why do we even feel like we have to do it? Why do we, you know, why do we always have to, why do we feel like we need to say yes to things? Yeah. What happens when we can't cope, when we have that overwhelm? And, you know, how can we prevent it? Because 
yeah, last year I remember coming to you and having these conversations. Like I had taken on too much running the businesses. I'd signed up for this accelerator, which was a startup accelerator, which it was such a great experience, but in hindsight, it wasn't a perfect match for what I needed and what the cohort that I was a part of needed. I suppose it just, it it wasn't something that I really in hindsight should have done or had to do, Mm -hmm. but I felt like I really wanted to do it. I really wanted that experience. So I signed up for this thing and I'm going through this accelerator and doing all this homework week after week. At the same time, I'd also signed up for that women's challenge team where it was a group of women who are supporting each other and, you know, trying to kick goals. And I signed up to be a guide for that as well. Like I'm going to, you know, raise my hand and do a little bit more than, you know, than I need. I remember when you told me that you signed up for a guide, I was like, Nicole, (laughs) what are you doing? (laughs) And we had just started our podcast. Our podcast was fresh. Mm -hmm. We'd started in August and this is like September, October. And like you said, and you've got these businesses and a business running on the side as well. And I was like, what have I done to myself? Why have I said yes to all these things? Yeah. And I had a friend challenge me on a phone call. We got on a call and, um, and she says, is there anything of these things that you can maybe cut out? And I was at that point, I was like, no, I can't. I have to do all these things. I just have to. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. That's the big question, right? Yeah. Because I can totally relate to, I was just thinking about it as you kind of pose that question as like, why do we feel that we need to say yes to all of these things? I think for me, a lot of times it's that I do actually feel like I want to do this, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's just not realistic to think that everything can fit at the same time. Um, you know, you mentioning that cohort and maybe maybe at a different time, it would have been a great fit. It could have delivered to you what you needed at the time and you could have contributed what they were looking for in a participant or, yeah. you know, someone like you. And yeah, I mean, that's the tough thing is how do you how do you take that step back and and say like, OK, I really want to do this, but it's not the right time or... For me, I felt like the accelerator was an experience that I had not had in um, our whole kind of startup and building, you know, a software company, that whole journey. It's like, oh, I've never done this before. I want to do this. And this is my chance to do it. Because I also had to apply to get in and it was, you know, part of that mm-hmm. competitive um, side of things where it's like, oh, well, I've, I've gotten in now. I shouldn't waste this opportunity. Um, so for me, it was more like, yeah, sometimes I feel like I try to do things because I'm trying to catch up or make up for lost time or make up for something that an experience that I haven't had. And so I want to do it, but it's not very, it's probably not a wise decision. If then you kind of step back and you go, what have I gotten myself into? Like, I can't Mm -hmm. add more hours into the day. Um, you know, I still have all these other obligations, For me, it seems that I do commit to things, not really thinking like, okay, what's my schedule going to look like four weeks from now or six weeks from now? Like when I committed to the tennis league, you know, I was thinking like, oh, my next couple months are quite clear. Like this is going to be fine. But, 
you never know. And I guess that's the other thing, you know, unexpected things can happen all the time and things can pop up that you didn't think were going to take up so much of your time. So it's almost like you have to, when you're making those commitments and this goes back to how critical, you know, time management and keeping a calendar is like, if you can look at your calendar and say, okay, I'm not just committing to, you know, this group, a mastermind, uh, a tennis league, whatever it might be for the next two weeks, I'm committing to it for the next maybe three months or whatever it is. And and if you can pull out a calendar and, and actually look at what you have going maybe two months from now, that's not like super top of mind or on your radar, but is going to definitely be top of mind and on your radar when it comes. And if those things can't play well together, then uh, that would be a great indication that maybe, you know, it's not the best thing for you right now. But again, that goes back to it being really tough when it's something that you really want to do or that you want to have that experience. The tennis league was definitely that for me. You know, I've never played in a tennis league before. And here I have this opportunity and I've been invited to play with all these incredible girls. And I, I want to meet new people and I want to have that experience. And again, at the time, looking at my calendar, it didn't seem like it was going to be super overwhelming. I've thought so many times over the past few months, I'm really enjoying the process of like planning for the wedding. But I'm like, man, I'm going to have so much time <laughs> after our wedding because I feel like I spend a lot of time on it. <laughs> and isn't OK. So we're talking about how we need to have a bit more white space and have a buffer for things that yeah. come up unexpectedly. But you're now concerned. I'm going to have lots of free time. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm sure something else will come up and fill that space. (laughs) Oh, I have, I have no doubt. I have no doubt, but it's just kind of funny to think sometimes like, wow, when I'm not placing a hundred people at tables and giving everyone table numbers and ordering, you know, place cards and all this stuff, like, all the all the things I'll be able to do. <laughs> but again, I'm really enjoying it a lot. So I'm not saying it in a way that like, I can't wait for it to be over. It's been, um, it's been a really fun, I'm, I'm such a planner. So I'm like in my zone, I feel like. But that's, see, that's the thing. I think we make excuses like for the fact that this is just temporary. I'm doing all this thing now. I remember last year around that time that I was saying September, October, when that friend asked me like, is there anything you can take out from your plate uh, off your plate now? And I was like, no, I can't, but this is just temporary. It's okay. Once the accelerator is done, Mm -hmm. that's going to, you know, I'll have so much more free time. So I think we're always kind of justifying and making excuses for, well, this is just now. And, but then I think we find ourselves in that constant cycle of being constantly overextended because now yeah. you're thinking, I'm going to have so much free time. There's no doubt that you are going to find something else unless you're really, really intentional about, you know, once the wedding is over and all of that time that's taken to, you know, putting to put towards the wedding, then you have to be really diligent and really intentional about, okay, what's the next thing that I'm going to take on? Mm-hmm. And I found myself with the storytelling course. So when I start, signed up for that storytelling course yeah. in February... I was ready to, like, once it finished now uh, a couple of weeks back, I'm so ready to do the next thing. But I was like, 
really holding myself back from committing because the teacher had said, okay, there's going to be a part two to this, you know, who's interested. My hand went up. And I was like, but no, Nicole, you have put promised. Put it down. <laughs> put it down. You've promised yourself that this was an, exp- an isolated learning experience, thing that you took on. You gained a lot from it. Before you jump onto the next thing, just pause. Mm-hmm. So I did. I paused. Good for you. That is, I mean, that's an amazing reminder is that, and, and I always talk about this because I don't think that it's just with these long-term things that we've been giving all these examples of, like something that you're committing to for maybe like four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks mm-hmm. beyond. It happens on a daily basis mm-hmm. with committing to dinners and meetups yeah. and breakfasts and coffees and, you know, whatever yoga classes. And like, you know, you go on and on and on that we're doing this on a daily basis in addition to these longer commitments. And with the daily basis things, I think it's even easier to get really caught up in overextending yourself because you think, oh, it's just a little thing. Mm -hmm. But those little things add up so fast. And that's the exact thing that I always try and remind myself of if I get you know, invited to something or asked to participate or contribute to or support or whatever it might be. I think taking that pause is the most important thing that you can do because it will give you the space to really consider, is this something that I can be available for? And looking at it from another perspective is, can I actually show up for this the way that I want to? Because a lot of the times we say like, oh, I can do it. Like I will be there. But then I know for me personally, I don't want to commit to something and then not be able to show up like the way that I want to be for that, you know? So if if somebody's asking me to speak at an event or but let's just say that, you know, if someone's asking me to speak at an event and and I have things sandwiching that weekend, I'm not going to be able, like, I won't be preparing the way I want to prepare for it. I'm not going to have the energy that I know that I should have if I'm going to be speaking on stage and being at an event. Because for me, like, that takes, that takes a ton of my energy. I absolutely love it, but I know I need space for that or else I'm not going to be able to really show up for it. So I think that those pauses are uh, totally necessary. Yeah, I feel like you, I, you're recalling now our recent episode on disappointment and expectations because mm. if you then don't show up in the way that you aspire to, want to see yourself, then you've taken this thing on and then you haven't done it as great as you've wanted it to and then you feel disappointment you know because you you know you haven't fulfilled the obligation as well as you could have and so it's this cycle that is kind of vicious mm-hmm. i mean that happened to me too yeah. when i when i left i ended up um canceling on the challenge team and and withdrawing from my obligation and you know apologizing to everyone and just saying i'm really sorry i can't commit to this anymore and they were so supportive and completely understanding but i felt disappointed in the fact that i'm like well why commit to something if then you can't follow through and i know that's really harsh to say oh make sure you follow through on every one of your commitments but I think that's another signal that, okay, you have, I have overextended myself um, because I can't follow through on this commitment. So yeah, it's that kind of cycle, isn't it? Yeah. But I think that's so highly respectable. I mean, at least from my 
perspective, if someone were to come to me and say, you know, I'm really sorry, I committed to doing this thing, you know, two weeks from now or for the next six weeks, and I just really don't feel like I can show up and deliver and provide what is necessary to add value here. I think that's really highly respectable for somebody to do that because it's not easy to do that. And so I I try and remind myself of that because I think we also tend to, which we've also talked about recently, you know, come down too hard on ourselves Mm -hmm. and, and those expectations of like, no, you committed to this, you have to follow through. But if it's going to be at the expense of, you know, your energy and your emotions and your bandwidth and the way that you show up for yourself and your family and the other commitments that you have, you know, at some point, maybe you do have to take a step back and kind of take inventory of what you've committed to, what you have on your plate and say, what, what can I, you know, what can I cross off? As we're talking about this, though, I wonder if I know you mentioned it in the in in at the start um, that it could be a female thing. I do feel like that personally, there is a sense of urgency sometimes with these commitments because I do want to. We want to do them right, and I think looking at why we want to do all of these things that we say yes to is kind of an indicator of what am I actually trying to achieve here? And a lot of the times it's, it's, yes, it might be because it might be that you find it hard to say no, or it might be the fact that you're trying to, you know, skill up. You're trying to have all these experiences to say, you know, I've done this, I've had this experience, I can speak to this, I've, you know, I've got, you know, knowledge in this area because I've put myself forward for all of these things. That's, I think that's for me, a lot of the times I'm trying, and most recently, I'm really trying to make sure that, yeah, I, I kind of cover all my bases like, and skill up in all the areas that I feel like I've got mm. gaps in. I th- Yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up as like the deep-seated reasons why. I mean, I can even see in myself that sometimes it might be because I want like that acknowledgement or the recognition or the praise Mm. for like, wow, you were, you know, look at all you've got going on and you're doing all of it really well. And, and I think that, you know, there's something there that if you kind of look back and, you know, I've always kind of, I guess, touted myself as like a jack of all trades. Mm -hmm. You know, I can be good at anything. I've never really been like, excellent at one single thing but I can do a lot of things really well and I think that that's probably (laughs) yeah yes yeah I think that that is probably there's probably something there that you know we don't want to like let people down or we don't want we don't want anyone to think that we can't handle handle our you know bag or whatever (laughs) oh my gosh there's so much to unpack here because that idea when I first heard about you know mastery and being a master at something or being a dabbler at some uh, uh, being a master Mm -hmm. being a dabbler I can't remember who it was who wrote that there's a book on this I think is it I don't know if it's Malcolm Gladwell when I kind of got my wrapped my head around that concept 
And I was like, okay, well, maybe I don't have enough time to be a master at something, but I do value being that jack of all trades and having a bit of knowledge and expertise in lots of different areas. Because I think through entrepreneurship, it's so dynamic, right? You're constantly learning new things. You're constantly applying um, new things that you've learned to to the business, to the way you manage a team, to the you know the way you operate, all of that. So I'm like, I kind of see the a value in being that jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that, and then there's again that that really deep rooted. desire for recognition for um accomplishment i mean i that's where Mm -hmm. i feel a lot of it stems from and then of course forget the whole side of obligations feeling like you know the things that you you feel that you're obliged to your friends your family your partner your spouse yeah all the things you feel like you you just have to do because of course you 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 wouldn't pass that up you know like there's just no way right. that you're going to say no to your husband to your children to your family members you know if they need something from you but then again I feel like there would be people that are much find it much easier <laughs> thank you morning brain find it much easier to say no yeah to set those boundaries and some people maybe they are more attuned to that, you know, being good at saying no. But I also feel that anybody can become good at that. I think it's a practice. I think that just like so many of the things that we talk about on the podcast, it's that same process of recognizing it, being aware when you are just without even thinking twice saying yes and committing your time and committing yourself and your energy and your emotions and your bandwidth and being able to, again, take that pause, say, okay, this is great. Someone's asking me to do something. I'm just going to get back to them by, you know, saying something very nice, like, thank you so much for the opportunity, the invite. Let me check my calendar and make sure I can commit to that. Give yourself the space to actually think about, one, whether you want to do it or not. Because there have been plenty of times where I've honestly said yes to stuff where I'm like, I don't even want to do this. (laughs) And then later I think like, how disrespectful of my own time that I don't even want to do it and I'm still committing to it. And I've gotten to the point where I just now value my time at a much higher level And I'm still working on this. I think this is like a constant work in progress. I am by no means, I just talked about two weeks ago, you know, (laughs) having this overextended feeling. Uh, So I'm certainly still working on it as well. But now I think that I'm so much more aware of it. I have so much of a higher value on my time than I used to. I used to treat my time like garbage. And I think that it's a, a practice, something that you have to constantly work on. You're going to be very, very surprised when I tell you that I've just recently started a new book. Ooh. You're going to be like, how is it that you're just reading it now? Is that essentialism? No, because I have read essentialism. It's probably your other second favorite book. James Clare? (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) Correct. I'm like, ooh, I want to get this right. (laughs) (laughs) Bingo. Atomic Habits. 
Ooh, yes. I cannot believe I've waited this long. It's been on my list for so long to read. I've downloaded it on Audible. And so I started listening to it. And the reason I bring it up is because it's I'm like three chapters into it. It's one of those books where I'm constantly rewinding, processing an idea, writing down notes, Mm -hmm. moving forward, coming back, processing, writing down notes, going forward. (laughs) And... I think it's, I mean, it's a habit too, right? It's recognizing, he talks about awareness, um, recognizing some of these habits, whether it is this habit of ours to say yes to things, to feel obliged, to feel like we need to do all of these things. I feel often it's a sense of urgency. It's a sense of obligation, um, And so just taking that step back and saying, okay, is this a habit of mine? Do I do this, you know, too often? And then how can I put those things in place to prevent myself from saying yes? Well, and this also reminds me of something I talk a lot about with systems in your business is like, you know, people want to know why should I spend the time or take the time to put something like that in place? And I'm like, well, as soon as you experience something running without you and that feeling of just ultimate like yes this is amazing or once you experience that like time freedom then you'll never second guess why would I spend the time on a system and I think it's the same thing with our time and being able to say no and not feeling like we have to commit to everything or else it means that like you know, we can't handle ourselves or we're not good enough to help everybody or whatever, you know, that might be. It's different for everyone. Um, but once you experience how empowering it can feel to say no and what that means for that white space on your mm-hmm. calendar, then you won't wonder like, oh, well, no, I want to say yes to everything. I want to do everything. Again, I'm not saying it's not going to crop up and that it's not going to be a challenge. It absolutely will be. But once you've experienced what's on the other side of saying no and having a Saturday afternoon where you're like, oh my gosh, I have you know, the rest of the afternoon, I can do whatever I want for me, for myself, or, or choose to spend your time however you want with your kids, with your significant other, your family, whatever it might be. Um, and I think that a lot of the times with habits, and this is something that I never recognized before, is that identifying your bad habits It's not about just getting rid of them and stopping them. It's about finding a new habit you can put in its place that Mm -hmm. is a positive one or a good one. So if you have a bad habit of always saying yes, and that leads to overextending yourself and overwhelm and frustration and like all of these things, you can't cope, then what's a good habit that you can start to put in its place? And for me, it has been that script. I literally use that every single time somebody asks me to do something. Thank you so much for the opportunity, for the invite. Da, da, da. Let me check my calendar and I'll let you know. So, so you've yeah. definitely read the book. You've gotten to the end. <laughs> James. James, my boy. <laughs> I am just loving it so much. I'm having every opportunity to tell people. It's like, yeah, I've read it. Yeah, I've read it. Okay, I know. <laughs> I'm like, but everyone should read this book. 
It's so powerful. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who haven't read that book. So if you are one of them, you definitely should. Atomic Habits, James Clear. We'll link it up. Definitely. So you think to mitigate this tendency that we have, at least you and I and probably a lot of people listening, to overextend ourselves, if it is perhaps looking at maybe a trigger, like what's triggering that knee-jerk reaction to say yes? I feel like a lot of the times Mm -hmm. too you're seeing things on social. Look at all these accomplishments that all these people are able to, you know, achieve. So that's where I sometimes feel like there's a sense of FOMO or urgency to to catch up. Um, That could be a trigger or it could be just that habit of a person, uh, not a personality type, but that habit of just saying yes automatically. So yeah, I want to help. I want to support. I want to give. I want, it's like Mm -hmm. that nurturing, like I want to be there for people, but Yeah. I mean, you can be there for people in so many different ways. It doesn't always have to be. And that's actually another thing that I've recognized and that I've really started trying to implement is when I am going to say no to something, you know, it's a I'm not able to commit to this in that capacity. Is there another way that I can support you? So, you know, I've People reach out all the time asking if we want to be an affiliate, if we want to promote their launch, if we want to send emails to our list, if we want to, you know, do all these things. And unfortunately, we just can't do all of that for everybody. And so typically it's a, you know, I'm so excited for your launch, your book, whatever it might be. Um, I think it's great what you're doing. I'm excited for your message. I'm not able to send the email be, you know, be on your webinar, participate in the summit, but I'd love to support you by sending out a tweet or posting on LinkedIn or, you know, there are other ways that we, it doesn't always have to be exactly what someone is asking of you. Mm. You can find other ways to support. It's interesting that you, you talk about business because I feel we do that in business. You know, it's like to create a product and to solve a problem and to, you know, to be able to serve your customers, you have to say no to certain customers. You can't be that solution for everybody. So you have to narrow your focus and say, no, we don't do that. We do this instead. And that's Mm. a way of saying Mm -hmm. no and not overextending, overextending the product, bloating a product, bloating the software so that it serves all these different customers needs, but rather Mm -hmm. focusing on things that will just focus on a particular um, pain point and a particular customer. So it's applying that to our personal lives. <laughs> I think yeah, we need yeah. to make that connection. Well, and even, you know, you could be overextending yourself in ways outside of your time too. I mean, it might be finances. You might mm. be overextending yourself in a financial way or, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you could be overextending. It doesn't just have to be your time. Right. And I, those instances are also, there are opportunities for you to, you know, if somebody's asking you to donate money to a cause, maybe you don't have the money to donate, but maybe you do have time to donate. Mm. So you can say, you know, I'm not in a financial position to do that, but I'd love to somehow donate my time or help spread the word or, you know, what, you know, there, I just think it takes starting to think a little bit outside of the box. It doesn't just have to be a yes or a no. Mm. And sometimes finding that alternate way that you can help support. And I, I rely so heavily on this example because I really do think that's what it is for me. I just feel like I want to say yes because I want to help 
mm-hmm. everyone, yeah. but you j- can't. <laughs> yeah, there's this nobility and in wanting, and it's not it's not a false nobility. It, it's a genuine. I, I totally hear you. It's that genuine desire to be helpful, but it shoots it shoots you in the foot, right? Because <laughs> when you can't, when you feel like you then can't fully be available or or an effort is half-baked like I you know very with the case of the challenge team where I had to you know withdraw from the team I feel like that was a half-baked effort you know and then I'm left disappointed then I'm if in the end Mm -hmm. you're not able to be fully present and to be fully available then there really isn't I don't want to say there's no point to it because that's not that's that's really but I hear you it's almost like you know in in instances like that it's like in a mastermind or like an accountability partnership it doesn't work if everybody's not playing full out yes and and that's not fair to the to everyone else yeah so so it's almost like you're doing a disservice to stay (laughs) yes and maybe that aspiring to really be fully present and fully immersed is such a better experience than being spread so thin and trying to do mm-hmm. it all. Um, 100%. So aiming for that experience. Put your, put your face mask on first. There then you help. Go. There you go. Those around you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Nicole. Well, on that note, as we close out today's chat on overextending yourselves, we hope that you friends have picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And friends, if you enjoyed this conversation and perhaps you have a friend who also overextends themselves, says yes to everything, and you're constantly thinking, why did you say yes to that? If you think they might find this conversation helpful, share it with them. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time, 